for having me. Yes, Hi. thanks for coming over. My pleasure. I'm very excited. Come in. Oh, me too. <laughs> Hello there and welcome to Be My Guest, a podcast about the flavors that take us back and the memories they stir up. I'm your host, Kara Shanofsky, and I'm not gonna lie, I am pretty jazzed to be kicking things off with my good friend Jovana and a surprise Serbian Sarma. Ooh, say that three times fast. Are you nervous about the food, about the podcast? No, I have complete faith in you, but also I'm very comfortable with you because we know each other. So, Yovana and I have known each other for about six years now, and we first bonded over our mutual love for my French bulldog, Chloe. You're Chloe's unofficial godmother. Oh my god, that makes me so happy. Also, very special. Yes, definitely. After she peed in your bed, you kind of... Yeah, that's you, true. I kind of deserve I, I deserve it, though. Although it was on a duvet and it was, it could be washed, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. all fine. Still, how embarrassing. Oh, Chloe. Today, Yovana's joined me at the table where she thinks we're going to be having an iconic childhood dish that many of us actually know and love. But little does she know... I've actually learned how to prepare another one of her favorite dishes. Now, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. You'll see why I made it a little bit later. But first, let's see just how Yovana's journey brought her all the way from Serbia to Berlin. I kind of knew that I wanted to come to Germany. My grandmother lives here and has lived here for the past over 40 years now. But due to certain circumstances, I grew up in Serbia. And when I started studying and studied political science in Belgrade, I knew that I wanted to study abroad. And I did look into some options in Germany before, during even during my undergrad, that they didn't, didn't really have uh, programs in English. So I then waited for my master's studies. I came to Berlin twice and I fell in love with the city. So I started looking into different programs, ideally in Berlin, and that's how I came here. You said that your grandmother is living in Germany, in Hamburg, right? Correct, yes. How did she actually find her way here? She was part of this wave of workers coming from Yugoslavia and in general Eastern Europe to Germany, well, to West Germany uh, back in the 70s. And I think that there was literally a call for people for like low-skilled labor. And she and her husband, my grandfather, they applied and basically moved here. He had passed away, but she decided to stay. But my dad was raised in Serbia. So that's how I also was raised in Serbia because he stayed for my grandmother it was always a temporary choice. Let's come to Germany. Mm. You know, it, there was a little bit more opportunity to earn some money to actually build a better life in Serbia. But that didn't happen really that way. She kind of stayed in Hamburg. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had built her life then in Hamburg, whereas my my dad and my mom built their life in Serbia. In Serbia, yes. yeah. I can totally understand your grandma. I also came to Berlin for a visit and then... Stay here. Eight years later. Yes. <laughs> Still here. Exactly. And, <laughs> and it, it is it's the same for me. Yeah. 
it's very difficult after you have built a life somewhere for yourself to just abandon all of that and start from scratch. I've been talking this week with with some of my friends. Moving to Berlin eight years ago was easy because I came with a certain purpose, which was to study. And I met a lot of people who were in the same boat, essentially. So it was easy. But now to think about going somewhere where I don't know anyone and I don't have my support system, it's super frightening. We so, were also like super young back exactly. then, right? Well, yeah. At 22, the decision felt much easier yeah, than now. Yeah, absolutely. And it was like, oh, it's yeah. fun to live in Berlin. Yeah. And now it's like, well, everyone is here. Right. So, Everything I need is here exactly. now. <laughs> so I don't know where else to go. <laughs> I don't want to have to meet new people. Exactly. Like, what do you mean? Exactly. I'm comfortable in my kids. I yeah. know. I know everyone around. It's easy. I totally understand. And speaking of your grandmother, does she cook for you when you visit her in Hamburg? Yes, she does. She loves to cook. I think that she loves to host. That is. And something that I get from her, actually. And before I would go to visit her, and let's say I visit her ideally once a month, days in advance, she would call me to ask what to cook for me. She has this one dish that... She really likes preparing, which is not a Serbian dish. It's literally like a turkey curry with rice. And it's a recipe that she got from someone else that Mm. you kind of put it in the oven afterwards. And it's delicious. It's my dad's favorite dish, uh, actually. So usually that would be uh, the dish that she makes. And then she would make Serbian version of burek. I don't know if you've ever had burek. I have had burek, but I don't think I've ever had the Serbian version. I think I've only had the, is it Turkish? It's Turkish, Turkish exactly. Yeah. And so we we would have, we have in Serbia the very greasy version, but Ooh, we also... Greasy, tell me more. Very greasy. It's like with layers and layers I'm of grease, meat, or, or uh, spinach, or uh, cheese, uh-huh. like cottage cheese. So she makes the version with cottage cheese, but with less grease. And in Serbian, we would call that pie, but it's it's not a pie. It's mm-hmm. not it's not uh, it's a savory dish. Uh, so she it's so easy to make it, and then you have it for breakfast, and then you maybe add some salami or oh, some cut this. meats, and uh, voila, you have your breakfast. Okay, maybe next time you go visit your grandmother, I'm gonna I can also tag along. Absolutely, <laughs> uh, by all means, she would love that. Okay, so at this point in our conversation, Yovana still doesn't know it yet, but we're actually here to chat about another one of her favorite Serbian dishes. When I asked you to come onto the podcast and you so graciously and immediately agreed to, I asked you about a dish that was either your favorite or a dish that makes you think of home. And what did you tell me? So I first thought of sarma, Mm -hmm. which is this Serbian slash Balkan dish. But it's very elaborate to make. It takes like three hours. It's slow cooked. And we would have had to make it together. And it would have taken us an entire day, basically. So I will take this opportunity to invite you one day for for this dish. Okay, well, I'm going to take this moment to invite you (laughs) to this dish. So so you could also tell the listeners what you recommended after Sarma. But I will already let you know that we're about to eat some Sarma. I don't know if you smell it. 
but oh my god wait i thought that we were eating bolognese <laughs> that was my because i said i said sarma first because that was that is usually the dish that i would make for friends to impress them and to also show a little bit of my culture mm-hmm. uh and one of the few things that i know how to make without having to look at the recipe and so it, it comes very easy but i did not want to you know I, ask you to actually do that because it's just so so elaborate it takes a while so I thought that that the other dish that makes me a little bit nostalgic would be something that my mom used to make for my brother and I when we were little and it was bolognese but made with this instant sauce that was the point that it's so fast so I thought that that's what we were eating today but I'm very happy to try your sarma too now I'm nervous I'm honestly I got nervous a few times after I decided to do this but I mean this is actually also one of the reasons I wanted to start a podcast um, because I do have friends who are from all over the world and I'm also always really curious what are the things that they've brought with them from their home or what are the things that they are missing and I think it's really cool to be able to then go off and then learn something about their culture, learn a dish, learn a recipe, hunt down ingredients, and then try to put that together. But then I started to think, oh, God, now I'm just going to be butchering everyone's like, no, childhood I, favorite dishes and ruining them forever. But I, have no I did doubt, my best. I have no doubt that it's going to be delicious, but I'm now curious. Did you have fun, number one? Did you did. have difficulties finding the ingredients? Okay, so let me tell you. Let me start Please. from the beginning. So, you know, when you mentioned it, My ears immediately perked up, so I took in everything you said, um, and then I went to my old friend Google, of course, um, and I I noticed that there are actually a lot of different ways to prepare Sarma, and um, a lot of different versions. I also realized there are a lot of opinions about it, and um, a lot of ways not to do it, so I do want to ask you already, do you put tomato in your Sarma? No. Okay. Neither do I. (laughs) Because... I was doing the research and then I stumbled upon a YouTube video of someone making sarma with their Serbian grandmother. So I will already let you know that everything I learned, I learned from Baba <laughs> on YouTube. Baba, how long have you been making sarma for? Oh my goodness. I make sarma maybe. I'm 20, 20 years old. So when you were my age? Yeah, that's your age. I make maybe, maybe before yeah. with my mommy, you know. Mm-hmm. I make with mom and my grandma too, you know. So are you a professional sarma maker? Very, very good. I watched this video, no lie, maybe 10 times, just to make sure um, that I understood the technique, right? Because it was also a little bit difficult to follow Baba because she wasn't really measuring things. It was just kind of, you know, a handful of this or six handfuls of that. But I felt like she was a good source for this. So first of all, I Googled the kraut, the cabbage. Um, and I will say there was a little bit of a misunderstanding there when you explained it to me. I was hearing sauerkraut, but you were saying sauerkraut. Exactly. Yes. yes. And it's ca- it's very difficult to explain because when you say sauerkraut, you usually mean the jarred version yes. of es- essentially grated cabbage that can that has then been what is the fermented fermented exactly but it's actually a fermented cabbage head and so normally we would well at least in my house we would actually ferment it ourselves Mm -hmm. my mom would do that 
I don't have the patience, the skill, or the equipment to do any of that. So I buy it, and you can usually buy it in Kaufland, but I think it usually depends on the time of the year. It's a heavy dish, mm -hmm. so recommend it to be eaten in winter. Full disclosure, we recorded this a few months ago, so if you're looking to make sarma, you might have to wait till the winter. I did remember that you mentioned Kaufland when we were talking. So I went to Kaufland, this one here at Alexanderplatz, and I went to this aisle with all of the sauerkraut, didn't see it, went to kind of the, the international aisle, didn't see it, was starting to get really nervous, had already Googled like Serbian supermarket Berlin, <laughs> just to see if maybe there was a specialty store that sold it. But then I eventually went to the fresh vegetables to look for something else, actually, to look for, I think, onion. And there it was, the last package of sauerkraut. Luckily, Kaufland had it. It was really like the excitement that I had because it was literally the last one. This is actually the only, I think, maybe more difficult to find ingredient. Everything else was a bit more straightforward. I will say there's a lot of pork in this. There is a lot of pork. There is also apparently a vegetarian version, which... Uh, Something with walnuts and I think mushrooms, but I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. I had it once. It's not the real deal. Okay, so pork is the way to go. I don't know how you did it or how the baba in the video did it. I suppose also everyone has a different recipe. Yeah. The recipe that I have from my mother is that in between layers, because you are rolling the cabbage rolls with meat, in between the layers of those cabbage rolls, you would put ribs or even bacon so but not really thin slices of bacon like proper bacon that is then going to be cooked yes. um, slow cooked uh, and uh, I mean we can compare also the recipe with my mom's recipe now I'm nervous no, you don't have to be um, I don't nervous. think that Baba has led me astray I, I have faith in Baba from YouTube but yes I did follow her instructions and kind of layer the cabbage leaves mm -hmm. and then there's the the bacon or actually the rib mm -hmm. and then yeah the rolls and then kind of building from exactly there, ending with a layer of the cabbage leaves and then she put a plate on top and she cooked it or we because I've now done this too mm -hmm. <laughs> I did it exactly mm -hmm. how she did it and then yeah so bring it to a boil and then we cooked it for about two hours on low so yeah I usually do two, uh, two and a half hours just in case, but it also depends, I think, on the amount of food that you have to, and also on your oven. So in my version of Sarma, you, we have grated potato, grated carrot, and rice, but a round rice, like it's not seed. I think it's like pearl rice. Uh, I usually just buy anything that looks round. Um, I use sushi rice because that's what I had and it looked a little round. I don't understand why it would have to be round because honestly, all rice tastes the same to me. And then you mix it with uh, spices. And so you would add salt. Uh, and in my version, my mother adds this spice that you can definitely buy it here in Germany in one of the international Is sections. Is it Vegeta? Exactly. Yes. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> ding, 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 which is just dry vegetables. Yeah, I think it's dehydrated um, vegetables exactly. and made into a powder. Um, I know this from Poland because my husband is Polish, so we also are big fans of Vigita. I actually already had some. I didn't even have to buy it. It's such a useful little spice. It sounds like the version that I've made is very close. Sounds legit. You have. Yes. The only thing missing is the potato. Mm -hmm. She didn't mention this, but I did see this in other recipes where I was like, okay, 
are they lying to me or is Baba lying to me? But I guess it's one of those things that everyone has their version. Exactly. And I don't think it would change that much. Okay, so now I'm excited. First of all, I've never eaten this before, but it smells so good. And I was trying to wait <laughs> to try it. Kind of you should live. have tried it. No. Um, okay, well, it's I'm now excited. It's also going to be my first taste overall of Sarma. I'm ready. <laughs> Shall we eat yes, it? I'm Let ready. me grab. I am impressed that you were not scared by the complexity of the, the recipe. It's not so complex. I mean, again, I watched oh, Baba like yay. seven times. It's no Thank less you. Than seven times. Um, it smells perfect. Okay. It, it is the smell. It smells how it's supposed to smell. Okay, that's good. It's finally time for Yavana to dig into my Sarma. And by now, I am downright giddy with excitement. Wait, I'm going to watch you try and your reaction. And then I will try it. I'm so excited. I'm so excited I also want, want to watch your reaction. Oh boy. Am I ready? Yeah. I forgot to mention that it might be hot. Mm. Sorry. <laughs> it's hot, but it's perfect. No way. Okay. The, the, it's, this is a real Sarma. Yes, please. Wait. It is hot though. <laughs> mm. Oh, that's nice. Right? I can see how this is like a wintertime dish. Exactly. And also like a dish for when you have a lot of friends over. Yeah, it's so comforting. This is really nice. And you know what? Here is another trick. The day after, when you warm it up, it's even better. I made this yesterday. So (laughs) this might be as good as it's going to get. This, (laughs) Honestly, like it's much better when you make it the night, the evening before. Yeah. It makes sense because then everything has time to kind of, mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't know the right word, marinate together. Mm-hmm. But I have to say, it reminds me of something that we would eat in Tennessee. Weirdly, we ate a lot of sauerkraut when I was growing up. Probably a lot of meat. Definitely a lot of meat. Definitely a lot of pork. And so, yeah, this actually is also reminding me of growing up. Well, in Serbia, it would be a thing to ferment your veggies for the winter. So you yeah. kind of prepare for for the winter. I grew up in a village, so... Everyone had their own garden and their own veggies. And then your moms would prepare, I would say around September, October, they would start prepping for the winter. And it would be fermented veggies, peppers, then cornichons, then cauliflower and carrots, and of course, the cabbage. And that's it. And those are your veggies for the winter. Amazing. I remember my mom also would use the cabbage head. She would cut it and then she would just sprinkle um, spices on top of it. And paprika comes as a very good spice on top of it. Does this bring back any specific memories? Specific memories. Or is this kind of an everyday dish? Or I don't think it's an everyday dish. As I said, it is a tiny little bit more elaborate than something else. Mm-hmm. So it would be something that you might want to consider preparing it up for a Sunday lunch. Yeah. Or if you have guests coming over. It feels like a feast. Mm-hmm. So it does feel like a feast. <laughs> if you are making sarma, you're making it for a reason. It's mm-hmm. not like, what shall I make today? Let's make sarma. It's yeah. not that kind of a dish. So... 
the the memories that would come back it's family mm-hmm. in general so just thinking about family because it always involved more people uh, around the table than on a daily basis i think this is definitely something i would make again this is delicious kira i am just i'm super impressed Thank you. And I'm not going to lie. I've also impressed myself. Absolutely. And you should be like, also on your first try. The real person we should be thanking is Baba. Is Baba. Yeah. (laughs) I cannot wait to send the picture to my mother and also to my grandmother. Oh, sweet. Maybe I'll Mm -hmm. get an invitation from your grandma. We Mm -hmm. can make it together. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) She would love that. I just want to say thank you so much for hosting me. I'm so excited to hear the episode and to be one of your loyal followers um, and supporters online thank you thank you so much for being my my guinea pig i had so much fun and also thank you so much for cooking sarma i really thought that you will not go for sarma but you would go for bolognese (laughs) would you eat my sarma again absolutely absolutely are you gonna take some home i will take some home if you'll give me some definitely please yes and i would absolutely have more and next time also when I make it, I will invite you and Sebastian. Over. Yes, and your grandmother too. <laughs> and my grandmother too. I can travel. Her sarma is also good. Quite good. Wait, you say it like it's not that good though. I think my mom makes better okay. sarma than my grandmother, but her oh. my grandmother, it's also good. We still love her. So Go call her after this. I will call her after <laughs> check this. In on I, her will, after I will this. check on her. Send her my love. And yeah, I again, will. Thank you so, and so pictures. much. Thank you so much, Kira. That was so much fun, y'all. I'm so happy Yovana loved the Sarma and that she even took some home. I want to always end the show with a few things I learned while preparing the food and recording the episode. So for this very first episode, I would definitely say my biggest learning is that Baba knows best. I won't post a recipe because I didn't use one and I just followed what Baba told me to do, but I will link to the video in the show notes. Speaking of babas, I need to tag along with Yovana so I can try that turkey curry next time. What else did I learn? Oh yeah, sarma is a great dish to make with friends because of how involved it is, but also because it feeds a lot of people, y'all. I scaled back Baba's recipe by about half, gave Yovana a huge portion to go, and we still ended up eating leftover sarma for about three days straight. I also learned that you can ferment a whole cabbage head and that they sell them at the Turkish supermarkets and online. Lastly, I was way too excited about this first episode, but I learned always offer your guests a drink up front. And I'm a terrible hostess because I wanted to offer you wine to go with the Sarma. <clears throat> perfect. And now, <laughs> Sarma's over, but the wine is still available it's if you perfect. would like a glass. I've been told that I should drink water when I want a podcast. <laughs> So I mean, now you're on it. Now you're in it. So okay. if you want wine, we can have a glass. I just have, I bought a dry Riesling to go with the sauerkraut. Thank you so, so much for tuning in to this episode of Be My Guest. I'd love to get your feedback on the episode and hear about any adventures you've had making Sarma or a similar dish. You can follow Be My Guest on Instagram at Be My Guest. That's B-E-M-Y-G-A-S-T. Or shoot me an email at Hello at BeMyGuest.com. Also, please subscribe, rate, and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts. I'll see you at the table next time. Bye.